Hey y'all, this is Kendall Jones. I'm an avid hunter and outdoorsman that has been blessed to grow up in an outdoor lifestyle and want to carry on my passion of the outdoors to the next generation. And you're listening to the Shields Outdoor Podcast. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors Podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors Podcast. My name's Mike Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you're not already subscribing to our show, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you're notified when a new segment comes out. We'd also really appreciate a review. If you do submit a review and would like to get some free stickers, send us a private message on our Shields Outdoors Facebook or Instagram page with your address, and we'll send a few out to you. Today, we are joined by the lovely Kendall Jones, big-time hunter of everything from deer and waterfowl to African game, advocate for getting women and children outdoors, and proof that you can be a girly girl and successful hunter at the same time. Thank you for joining us today, Kendall. Can you give us a little introduction about who you are and how you developed a passion for hunting? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Mike. Um, I'm excited to be here to chat with you and your audience. But for those of y'all that don't know me, my name is Kendall Jones. I am in the hunting and outdoor industry and have truly developed a passion for the outdoors. I always grew up hunting with my dad. I was an only child. So I was really like my dad's little boy and my mom's little girl. So I kind of got the best of both worlds, but my uh, hunting adventures or journey, however you want to say it, really started a lot differently than others. I actually went to Africa whenever I was eight years old with my mom and dad. My dad was a big hunter. My mom didn't necessarily hunt, but they wanted to take me over there and just show me that experience. And while I was over there, I truly developed a passion for it and absolutely loved it. Before I went hunting over there, my dad was like, do you want to hunt? And I was like, eh, I don't really know how I feel about that. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go over there and watch you. So actually, my first trip to Africa, whenever I was eight years old, I didn't hunt. I just watched them. But as soon as I got over there, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I wanted to hunt so bad. And my dad's like, Kendall, you told me that you didn't want to hunt. So I didn't bring a gun that is like small enough for you. And I was like, please just let me hunt. And um, he was like, I I really want to, but you won't be able to shoot this gun. So he promised me at that point that he would take me back over there whenever um, I was a little older. And he did. Whenever I was 13, I went back over there. And that's kind of how my hunting adventure started. That's very cool and definitely an interesting story. You know, it's it's something I'm very intrigued in because I have... I have two young girls myself and just trying to figure out how to 
kind of get them into the sport, see if it's something that, you know, like they're interested in doing, maybe passionate about. But, um, you know, my oldest one is, is just going to be six years old and she changes what she likes on a, on a day-to-day basis. But, uh, you know, I've, I've had her in, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that doesn't really change as they get older either, but you know, that's, that's yeah. neither here nor Girls there. Girls are a little indecisive. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. But she's been, you know, she's been in the turkey blind with me, been in the deer blind, you know, she's just, you know, got to make sure she's warm and comfortable and, you know, you have that like, YouTube kids on standby just in case she gets a little bored, but, um, yeah. And then oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then that, that's like actually one of the main questions I get all the time is how do I get my daughter into the outdoors? Like what are some suggestions that you would say to a dad trying to make it fun for her daughter? And mm. that's what I say is I'm like, make it fun. Like don't, like get on to them for being loud. Like they're going to be loud. You just have to accept yeah, you that. You just need to um, accept that. You, yeah. You can try and teach them and just be like, Hey, this is what's going on, but be nice about it and make it a fun and enjoyable experience for them. And don't forget the snacks. Oh, I, <laughs> I was actually just going to say that. Like if, if you don't bring snacks, just go home. <laughs> exactly. Bring the snacks. And even like maybe make up a little game for them to play in the blind with you. Like I know I spy is a classic game, but like maybe just make something up or get them to make something up and go along with it and just make it an experience that they want to do again. Because I think that that's, and obviously make sure they're warm. If they're out there and they're freezing cold, that's not going to go over. That still doesn't even go over well with me. And I'm 27 years old. I'm like, if it's cold, if I am freezing and my, I can't move my limbs, that's just not fun, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Same for me too. Like I'd, I'd consider myself a pretty hardcore hunter and willing to, you know, be out there and in some crummy weather, but man, it's just a lot more enjoyable when you're, when you're warm and when you're comfortable, like, well, I was talking about my, you know, my daughter in the Turkey blind, you know, she had her, she had her little blanket in there and teddy bear. And we were just, we were ready to rock. (laughs) Yeah. You were an ultimate turkey hunter at that point with the blanket and the teddy bear. Oh, of course. So, you know, what is it about hunting that, that keeps you coming back to it? I just truly enjoy being in the outdoors. It's so peaceful just to get out and away from the real world for just a little bit and experience God's creation. Honestly, like I am not a morning person by any means. I really don't like waking up super early, but once I get out there and get in the field and just watching nature and the world come to life, it's just so I I can't even put it into words. It's so awesome and so cool to experience. And um, I truly cherish those times just to be out there in the field. And um, it's relaxing. I always say I sleep better whenever I am at hunting camp than I sleep any other time because it's just so peaceful and relaxing. So it's kind of getting away from the real world for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think anybody that's, that's really been out in the field can really attest to that. It's just kind of that nice little escape, but, uh, you know, I'd say the jury is out on the whole sleeping thing. Cause like, you know, maybe you're super excited about it or, you know, maybe you walk 10 miles that day and you are gassed, but (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah. No, I get it. There's times where it is very hard to sleep if I'm like super excited about something, but just being able to relax and enjoy the time and like a peaceful hunt is some of the best hunting I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone just needs to unplug a little bit every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of crazy that you started out with, uh, with African hunts. So obviously you've been, you know, been hunting a lot of different animals. What is your, what is your all time favorite hunt? Oh gosh, that question. I get that question quite a bit. And every time I struggle to answer it, um, my most memorable hunt, I'll start with that one is the last hunt I went on with my dad for those of y'all that don't know, my dad passed away in 2016 and the last time I actually saw him was on this hunt. I was in college at this at the time and it was the beginning of January. And so before I went back to school, me and my dad went on this white tail hunt. And so that was the last time I really got the last time I did see him. And um, so that's just a hunt that I'll never forget. I kind of like, not going to say I forgot the details of it, but I just know like we spent that time together and um, that's really the passion that we had together and the, how we bonded with through hunting. So for me to be able to spend that last, those last moments with him is a memory that I'll never forget. So that's my most memorable, but my favorite and that, again, that's just so hard because I'm like, favorite hunt is hard because I'm like the most exciting, the hardest, all of those are my favorite hunts, you know? Mm-hmm, uh, but I did go on, so I'll just say one of them because I have a ton of stories. But um, I went on a mountain lion hunt with my dad in 2014, I think, 2014 or 2015 in New Mexico and it was in December, so it was really snowy, and that that was a really hard hunt that we went on together and hiking, and it was just a really cool experience, and I ended up getting a big tom, and it, it was a really fun hunt. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, the, those ones where there's always, like, a conflict or a difficulty seem to be the ones that really, you know, stick into your mind. And, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry oh, to hear about sure. the passing of your dad, but it's great. You know, it's great to have those memories to look back on. Absolutely. Those hunts that you like hate at the time because they're so hard and so difficult and so like frustrating will end up being your most memorable and the ones that stick out to you the most. Oh, exactly. Like one of my, my most memorable hunts is just like that too. You know, like I waited seven years to draw a North Dakota rifle tag for mule deer and, and on the, it was either the second or the third day I had, I'd found a a buck that I really wanted to shoot, but it got dark. So I went back the next morning and was greeted by like seven inches of snow and blowing conditions. So I had to like, bust through these draws and I ended up finding him right where he was at. And then like he went over a couple, couple of draws and I was like old school tracking him by his tracks. Cause there was like, you know, a fresh blanket of snow and it's like, he just works so hard and then to have it all come together like that is just super cool. Yeah. It's the most rewarding for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, to, to kind of kick it to present day or, you know, recent activity, have you, have you been out hunting or doing anything like that lately? 
So season is really just starting to kick off for me right now. I did go to North Dakota for early goose season, but really had no luck there. Right before I came home, the weather kind of started getting bad and it was pouring rain. And as much as I love hunting, I really don't want to sit out there and get soaking wet if I don't have to. So I stayed back the last couple of days. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the luck that I've had this year. But I am getting ready for whitetail season. I have some cameras out right now, and I've been getting a buck on camera that I really want to go after. So I'm looking forward to that. Very nice. Is that uh, back in your home state of Texas then? or? Yes, that's in Texas. Okay. Very cool. And yeah, I've, I've kind of had a similar start to the season. Like I, I went out to the Badlands and, you know, saw a bunch of deer, didn't, didn't find anything I wanted to shoot, but I finally got to do my first whitetail sit this past weekend. It's just scheduling has been nuts. And, you know, having a couple of kids, it's just, it's very difficult to find the time. But like I, I had, I had Saturday afternoon blocked off, like I'm going to go out no matter what. And I head out there, I'm looking <laughs> at the forecast. That's terrible. And like, I, I want to try out this new saddle I just got out to. So I get out there and as soon as I get to the, pick out my tree, then it starts downpouring. But I'm like, well, I'm pot committed right now. I'm going to, you know, set up and I, I finally get set up and then it, it downpours and then it starts lightning and thundering. And I'm like, well, I'm on a metal platform right now in a tree. This is not where I want to be. So, <laughs> that so, is yeah. not the equation you yeah, want. I just, uh, I just had to wave the white flag on that one and just, you know, take my hits and, and, you know, wait for the next round. But, um, you yeah, know, the, the, I mean, that's just hunting too. I mean, you want it to be enjoyable and you want it to be fun. Like that that's what keeps you coming back. If you're going to have a terrible, bad time every time, you're not going to want to go out as much, you know? Mm -hmm, exactly. Like I've got some nice deer and, on camera. They're still, you know, they're still hanging around. I got pictures of them again. So we'll just play the waiting game. Absolutely. Like I have a friend that she actually went to Kansas to she drew an archery tag and she was up there in camp this past week and it was actually only her in camp no one else was in camp and she wasn't seeing anything and she was asking me she was like I just I can't decide if I stay up here and wait it out or if I should just come back and then like reschedule to go back up there and literally I asked her I was like are you having fun are you enjoying it and she was like I mean not really like I mean, I'm not really seeing much. I'm like, then why are you there? Like, if you're not enjoying your time and it's not fun to you, like, don't, don't just sit up there hoping, like, make it like, have fun with it. And it's okay to reschedule. It's not like you're giving up. You just, mm -hmm. you want it to be fun and you want to be in a good mindset and you want to enjoy the experience that you have there. So just reschedule and go on with your life. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's just kind of a double edged sword there. Like you want to be having fun. You want to be having a good time and you know, like the, those hunting, you know, especially like whitetail, it can, you know, change with the flick of a switch, but you know, it's, <laughs> you got to figure out yeah. what's best for you at that point. For sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's great to hear you made it up to, uh, to North Dakota to do a little waterfowl hunting. And I'm a little bit disappointed I couldn't have joined you on that, but I saw that you had, uh, you'd tagged the Fargo 
Shields store in a, in an Instagram post. So what, uh, what are your thoughts on Shields? Is that the first time you'd been to a store? Yeah. So I actually went to that Fargo store during early goose season. They, um, the guys I was with, they were like, we want to stop by the sporting goods store to get, they were looking for something. I don't even remember what they were looking for. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I, I had heard of shields, but I had never actually been to a store. And so they took me and I was an absolute kid in a candy store there. Like I'm not even making it up. I, they, I like ventured off on my own. They're like, Kendall, where are you going? I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to look, this place is awesome. Like they had my favorite shoe section, obviously, (laughs) but then y'all had like all this girl boutique stuff. Y'all had, I, I, like so many different things. I was just so amazed. And then y'all had like a camo section, a fishing section. I was stuck in the game section for a while. I love games and like outdoor games. I was just thinking it was going to be like another, you know, just a normal store that had just your basic stuff. But I was absolutely impressed with it. And I'm not just saying that I, I absolutely loved it and wanted to go back immediately. And so after that, I was talking to some of the employees there and I, yeah, I told them I was from Texas, you know, and they were like, well, we have, it's, it's the biggest shield store in the colony, correct? Oh, it's the biggest sporting goods store in the country. Okay. Yeah. They were, they were telling me about that and I'm like, that's not that far for me. It's only like a little over an hour from me. I'm like, I've got to check it out. So a couple weeks later, we were headed to Oklahoma, and that shield store was on the way. So I was like, let's just stop by there for a little bit. It won't, like, add too much time to, you know, our on our trip. I just want to stop by there and check it out. Ended up adding, like, two and a half hours to our trip because they <laughs> I was going to say, oh, those the are store. the... Yeah, those are the words of death. Like, oh, let's just go to Shields. It's not going to take too long. Six hours later. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I could have stayed in there for hours. I have, and I purposely, like, did not take my wallet in because I was like, I do not need anything right now. I do not need to be spending money. So I'm going to leave my wallet in the car and (laughs) we're going to go in. And then Logan ended up having to buy me stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> because awesome. I was like, I have to have this. I'm sorry. Like I need this, but I absolutely loved it. I could shop in there for hours. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You know, I haven't made it down to the Texas store, but, uh, it's, it's definitely on my to-do list. I need to check that place out. I mean, I've seen a billion photos of it now working in, uh, working in the marketing department and social media for shields, but it's like, man, I got to get myself to that in person. Oh yeah. And definitely check out the fudge. The fudge was really good. Mm, yeah. I've, I've definitely had the fudge at the Fargo store. So there's just like yeah. an incredible amount of options and then they change them like monthly. So yeah, I, I don't need to check out the fudge. I have checked it out probably too much. Like my, my waistline <laughs> is going to get in trouble if I check out that fudge anymore. <laughs> That's funny, but it, it's definitely, and again, I'm not just saying this, but my favorite outdoor store for sure, because it, I, I don't even know if I, it is an out or it is an outdoor sporting goods store, but it's literally like everything. Mm-hmm. It has boutique 
stuff. Like you could get definitely your whole Christmas list for anyone at that store because it's just like such a variety of everything. Like I think it was the one in Colony, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember if it's the Colony or Fargo store. Like y'all had a bath bomb section, like a like a smell good section for girls that had like lotions and bath bombs and like body lotions and all of that. I was like, where am I? I love this place. Yep. Yeah. We, we have one of those in the Fargo store. I would assume that there's one in the colony They're They're in quite a few of our stores. Each one has their own like unique stamp to it. But, um, you know, like the general theme of having a little something for everyone and, you know, having it really be an experience versus just shopping is, is, is kind of what we're Oh, for sure. Yeah. My boyfriend, whenever I was in there and I was like going crazy, he was like, what is wrong with you? He was like, have you like never been out in public before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you not understand like how cool this is? They literally have everything. And I was in the game section, like the outdoor game section for like 30 minutes trying to narrow down to just one game to get. I ended up getting spike ball because I'd never played it before and I've heard good things about it. But there's just so many options and I'm like, these are so cool. Like I want all of them. Yeah. One of, one of my favorite things to do when I'm at Shields is like, I'll, I'll ride the Ferris wheel with my daughter and we'll play like, we'll play like I spy game. It's like, I spy a kayak. I spy Sorel <laughs> shoes, you know, I spy, I spy an elk. <laughs> that, that's awesome. You know that I haven't done that yet. I didn't ride the Ferris wheel at either of the stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like we were talking earlier about ways to keep kids entertained in the blind. And it just made me think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. You just have to keep kids entertained and they're going to love like whatever you're doing. Mm hmm. Exactly. So, you know, to, to kind of keep it on that point, what you, you know, what you're really all about is like this, you know, pass it on mentality and getting people, especially like women and children inspired to get outdoors and enjoy that. Can you kind of explain what your pass it on initiative is all about? Yes. So I just launched the Pass It On campaign and it's really the whole mission behind it is to pass on our traditions to the next generation, get kids outdoors, get kids involved, get them off of their phones and off of video games and really have them experience the joys in life and the things that they can truly experience and not just have it you know, on the phone in front of them. And uh, I always say, like, if it's not, it's up to us as hunters and as um, the older generations, not older, but like I'm 27, but to pass those traditions on to the younger generation, because if we don't, then our traditions are going to die and people are going to forget that, you know, hunting is a way of life. They've been doing it for thousands of years. So that's really the whole thing behind pass it on is pass on our traditions to the next generation. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, you can do so much with conservation and, and prepping your land and making it perfect, but you know, 
at the end of the day, like, you know, we need to pass it on to future generations. Otherwise, you know, this, all this hard work and effort is going to go away. We got to kind of really build that excitement and, and, you know, get them to know those traditions. Absolutely. And that's what this whole thing is about. And, uh, I, I challenged all of my followers and on my Facebook page to take a kid hunting this year, whether it's a whitetail hunt, squirrel hunt, pig hunt, just get them outdoors, take a picture, tag me in it with the hashtag pass it on and just, or it doesn't even have to be a kid because there's so many, uh, young adults that haven't ever been outdoors either that would absolutely love the experience, but have never had the opportunity. And I think that it's all about the opportunity for these people to get outdoors because no one's going to just go pick up a gun and go do it themselves, especially if they have no knowledge behind it. It's, they, I think people ask me all the time, how do I get into hunting? I'm like, find someone and tag along with them and just always be willing to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if I've even met anyone that's not willing to like let a, let somebody else tag along you know, and just kind of introduce them to the sport. That's, you know, that's the great thing about, uh, about outdoor enthusiasts is like pretty much all of us want to share it, whether it's like showing photos or bringing them out there and experiencing it. And you know what, I, I got you on this, on this pass it on tagging. Cause I'm, I'll be taking my daughter out and I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to tag you on that. Awesome. I'm excited to see it and hope that it really sparks interest in a lot of people and encourages them to get outdoors and start learning. And along with that, there's so many organizations out there that are willing to help as well. I just don't think that they get the spotlight that they need to get um, because people don't know about it. So if we can find those organizations and start talking about it and pass on those organizations to people that are interested in it hopefully they'll sign up and um it'll get something going and more people will know about it and get involved Mm -hmm. great to hear so you know i was kind of browsing your your kendall jones website a little bit and then you you had another tagline on there that really was attention grabbing and it was and it was live inspired so i'd just like you to you know what is what does that mean to you Yeah, so it's funny because I actually came up with that concept of live inspired because I'm a big quotes girl. I love reading quotes and passing on those perspectives to other people. Um, I love inspiring people and motivating them and encouraging people to reach for their goals. So live inspired is what that means. If you want to inspire people, you have to, you know, live a life that is inspiring and live a life that you're proud of and find joy in the little things. I mean, to take it even further, I mean, you know, with the world, the way it is today and how much hate is going on in the world, like spread kindness, like what is that going to do? There's no sense in continuing to tear other people down because in the end that just divides everyone even more than it already is. And, you know, be the change. Don't conform to just what everyone else is doing and inspire people to live a more fulfilling life instead of just worrying about the small things that don't matter, you know, like 
I, I mean, I find joy in fulfillment in God because he's the only thing in this world that is constantly changing. He doesn't change, you know, like one path that he's designed for me. It's, it's not always easy by any means. Like I'm not saying it's easy. Sometimes it's very hard to understand, but at the end of the day, you have to, you have to realize that there is a reason that everything works out the way it does. And to take it even further, you know, most people just know me as the girl that killed the lion, but if you look at the whole picture and the grand scheme of things, that's just a small thing that happened on my journey that led me to where I am today to enhance my passion for the outdoors and sharing it with other people. And ultimately that's how the campaign passed it on was born. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's really great stuff there. You know, just staying true to your faith and, you know, taking all of this negativity and using it as just kind of a, a mechanism for inspiration. That's a, it's a great story. For, for sure. And I think so many people, it's easy for people to tear other people down in the world that we live in, especially behind the keyboard. But what does that really do? Like mm -hmm. what, like, are what is that fulfilling? Like, what are you getting out of that? Like, Ooh, you just made fun of someone and made them feel like crap about themselves. Like, how does that make you feel? Like what, what's your purpose behind that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of a, of a book that I read my daughter. It's like, have you filled a bucket today? It talks about just, you know, like when you, when you give somebody a compliment and it fills your bucket, you, you know, like you put somebody down it takes it away. You can't, you know, it doesn't work like taking something out of their bucket to fill yours. You know, it's like, come on, there's enough negativity around nowadays. You don't need to add to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that's perfect. And I always say, what's your purpose? What's your why? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And like, my to take it to like my hunting why am i doing this because i want to encourage other people to get outdoors but and pass on my traditions and show them why i love it so much and i'm passionate about it but if you ask yourself why did i just make fun of someone on instagram behind the keyboard what's your why behind that like i think that you always need to have a reason for what you're doing and find your why and find your purpose mm -hmm. absolutely well, Kendall, you know, that was a, it was a great conversation with you. I'm glad I was able to, glad I was able to track you down and, and talk about all this stuff, like the Pass It On initiative and living inspired and just, you know, getting people outdoors. It's, it's great to see that you're, you know, out there and really an advocate for, for getting people outdoors. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it and hope your listeners enjoyed it as well. Um, I love doing things like this and hope that other people will join me in the Pass It On campaign and help create opportunities for more people to get involved. Yep, absolutely. We'll, uh, you know, we'll link uh, information about the Pass It On campaign along with, uh, you know, your website and social media stuff. So people listening to this can, you know, easily get connected and, and learn what you're what you're up to and, you know, maybe how they can help as well. For sure. I would absolutely enjoy that. And I actually have another, along with the Pass It On campaign, I do a big fundraiser every Christmas. It, I just call it the Kendall Jones Christmas Angel. 
uh, fundraiser. So with that, I have an auction that I do in November and all of the proceeds from that go to buying uh, Christmas for people that are less fortunate. And last year we raised, I want to, my numbers might be off, but I think it was $18,000 and I was able to provide Christmas for over like 120 kids and really change their life. So I love doing things like that. So that's something else you can look forward to. Oh, that's really awesome. So, okay. Well, Kendall, thanks again. Best of luck with, uh, with your journey on getting people inspired to be outdoors and, you know, best of luck with your hunting seasons too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You just heard our conversation with Kendall Jones, hunter and true advocate for the outdoors and having that mentality of passing it on to future generations. If you can take away one thing from this segment, it's get the kids outdoors, get them introduced and pass it on. And with that, we want to thank you all for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.